I hit it. I hit this button. I hit that button. We're live. Well, we're not live. We're 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 going to on tape. Well, it's not really tape. Do we? People still say that, right? They're like, Let, let's let's tape. Let's put this. Let's tape. Everything's digital. There's no more tape. I mean, things can be digital on a tape, but <sighs> you know what I'm saying, Joe. Welcome to the JBC, Just Because this cousin from Millbrook, same mother, Joe Neil J. Smart. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Oh, wait, we can say that at the end. This music's too loud. I tell you what, look, there's you hear frustration in my voice, and that frustration is COVID. Yes, COVID. I know we talk about it all the time, but it's all there is to talk about. It's the only thing we all have in common anymore. We don't even have the weather in common. It used to be the case that you could... Like, say to somebody, whether you know them well or you know them not, you say, hey, how about that weather? Another person can say, it is something I have also experienced recently and locally. We have that in common. But you can't do that. We're on Zoom calls. So now people say stuff like, hey, how's the weather where you're at? Like, I give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Oh, it's sunny. Good. It could be rainy. I don't care. I don't care if sun if sunshine's blowing out your ass and there's uh, a volcano in your armpit. I don't know what that would be. But my point is is that we we don't even have all we the only thing we have in common is the frustration over this fucking mishandled bullshit. 100,000 people are dead. 100,000 people are dead in this country. And I'm frustrated, Joe. I'm super frustrated. Things are happening that shouldn't be happening. And that's what we're going to talk about. Sorry, if you don't like it, if you don't you tune in to JBC show for some chuckles and some yucks. Fuck off. You're not getting it today. Go listen to one of our other 170 episodes, you selfish bastard. So you want to talk about COVID today? No, I don't. I I just that's all we have. To you talk don't want about. to, but you feel that that we must. It contextualizes everything. If I were to say to you, "Hey, Joe, I read a book the other day," you could say, "What was it like?" I could say, "It was hell," because the entire time I was reading it, all I could think about is how stupid COVID is. And you could say, oh, really? That's interesting, because I had this philosophical point to make about the beginnings in the universe. I could say, yeah, did it start with COVID? Because that's what everything seems to come from today. That's true. Everything, everything is tied back into COVID because it 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 affects absolutely every aspect of everyone's life right now, including my life. Because, you know, what I normally want to talk about is that my baby is about to be born. Right. Uh, the newest member of the Christ family. The due date was yesterday. Yes. Um, or a couple days ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Or two months ago, if you listen to this two months from now. Right. But that the the COVID aspect of the the pregnancy and the birth and the state of of healthcare yeah. at this time it's 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 all relevant. It's all COVID, no matter yeah. what, no matter well, what you're talking about. Childbirth is not COVID. just a mom in a room squeezing out a kid. It is a bunch of other things. Now, the mom in the room squeezing the kid is the most important thing, and that is uh, probably somewhat impacted by COVID. But for the most part, she's healthy, the baby's healthy, ostensibly the doctor will be healthy, and the room in which the baby gets squeezed out will be Lysol to the nth degree. So it's not a huge factor. But the idea that, that there have to be limitations on how people visit you before, during, and after the process because of all this, that's infuriating. To think that we could go back to January and grab a certain orange-headed individual by the lapels and say, fucker, if you don't handle this right, there's a grandma out there ain't going to get to see her grandchild when it's born. Right, and that's kind of how, that's that's how things have panned out. Because that that's, the, I think the, 
my wife, Laura Pauline Christ, is a very resilient woman, and she's adaptable, and she can she can handle a lot. And yeah. it's been tough, you know. A, I think a pregnant woman should have a baby shower, and she had to have one on Zoom, and that's sad. She admitted to me the other day, well, usually a pregnant woman gets to kind of like walk around and get kind of like fawned over, you know? Yeah. And she, she admitted that. She's like, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that, but like, I, I, you know, I, I wish that I could walk around in public and people go, oh, congratulations. I'm like, I get it. That's yeah. So that's one of the things that is sad, but mostly it's that once the baby is born, like the the limits to the support that we get and the visitation that we get, that's yeah. that to me and and to Laura by by her own statements. That's the most difficult thing about this. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's that sucks. And your wife is resilient. You're resilient. I'm not resilient, but I'm kind of too stupid to know when I'm I can't. I, when I know when I've lost, I'm too stupid. So I'm accidentally resilient. I keep going when I'm well past the point that it's even necessary. So we're all resilient. So we can handle this. Yeah. But it's like, we have to do things, stupid things. Like, like say I'm writing a novel. Let's say I'm always thinking mm -hmm. of things, right? So I'm writing and I'm, and what goes through my head is like, how can I make sure that this is relevant? IE, how can I get COVID in here? without it being distracting. And it's like, fuck, I can't. If you write a story that's set in now, like I say, guy gets up and he decides to go to the store and on his way, a dog attacks him and he is scared and so he buys the wrong mustard and when he gets home, his wife yells at him and he can't tell her that he bought the wrong mustard because a dog scared him and now he has to deal with those emotions, right? That would be a valid story, not one I would read. <laughs> Come on, that's that's riveting. And... You know, it's 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 a story about the human condition, and like if you don't put COVID in it, guess what, Jack? You're writing either historical or science fiction because <laughs> you have to be realistic, and it's just super. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I okay. We will move. Well, on. I've got I've got a lot of things on my mind now. Okay. You opened up the show with like everything is COVID. Where if you don't if you don't want to talk about COVID, too bad. The funny thing is, I came into this show wanting desperately to talk about anything but COVID. Okay. We, <laughs> so we, when you said that out loud, I was like, oh, shit. So the person I was saying, I also, fuck you I to you was like you. I felt like I had to concede immediately because I'm like, he's fucking right. There's no way we can avoid it. However, we accidentally, a couple shows ago, we, we almost in, uh, avoided it entirely mm -hmm. on accident. Well, that's part of so, it, though. Even when you're avoiding it. Maybe this is to uh, Daria Didion or whatever, that philosopher. There's French people weird. Um, but we love them if you're listening. Although I doubt you are, so fuck them. The, the, the thing is, is that it is almost more pervasive when it's not there. That, that, that we didn't talk about it has been said. You've said on more and more occasion, hey, we did yeah, a show without right. talking you about can't... it. You're right. It's it's still there. It's yeah. it's it's haunting the conversation, even if yeah. it's not explicitly presenting itself. Yeah, you end up saying, hey, and then it, especially in retrospect, because it, there it is. That becomes a feature of that entire show is that we accidentally didn't talk about right. COVID. So now that's attached to that. We also too. We did also didn't talk about uh, anal sex. Well, we, maybe we did, 
But we didn't talk about. Um, I'm pretty sure we did. Probably did. Well, we didn't. You know, what we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about vanilla ice cream. And but no one's going to go around and say, "Hey, you guys managed a whole show without talking about vanilla ice cream." That's right. We also didn't talk about Crocs or um, uh, Fred's nipple. Fred's guy lives <laughs> down the street. We didn't talk about his nipple through the whole goddamn show. I just had a really weird thing happen in my brain. When you were thinking of something random to say, yes, I thought the word nipple, <laughs> and then you said it. But the reason why I thought the word nipple is because that is a go-to for your brain. And I only know that because we do this show. That's a good and point. Your, your brain's really good at coming up with random stuff, but something that arises from time to time when you're looking for, like, when your stream of conscious, like, random funny stuff, mm-hmm. nipples comes up every once in a while. You know, and I was like, he's going to say nipple, and you did. You're 100% right, and I never, never would have down, realized dude. it. Nipples. Until just now when you said it. So that's a good point. And I, I took the other day, I was uh, taking a walk with my kid around the block and it just rained and so all the flowers were you know extra bloomy and water on them and it's pretty so i was taking pictures as we would go like oh that's a pretty picture pretty flower picture and there's one that i took and i got close up and it really does look like a giant nipple and that's when i realized i I was like hey you know what flowers are just boobs for bees and they stick their proboscises in the in the nipple and i I loved that post and it really does look like a big gross yellow nipple it yeah it's just this huge i think it was a rhododendron no it wasn't it was a different kind of flower that but um yeah. let's face it nipples are funny and especially if you can just randomly yeah interject that image that word one the word sounds funny two yeah. nipples are funny anyway yeah and so uh i like that your brain goes there nipples. i think it says a lot about your it's your comedic improvisation well thank you well okay so now people know hey nipple joke it was from that one guy that one time um you know who is the best nipple comedian (laughs) jason mark that's he really knows how to throw you off with a good nipple statement i throw the irony is is that you know nipples are coming you just don't know what (laughs) i'm gonna make this so I, i did have some notes and maybe again the challenge maybe the challenge is can we keep COVID out of it? We'll tell you but what. The, but we've already established that there's no fucking way that we can't. So right. naturally, COVID will just keep creeping in. Or it'll be in the back of our minds regardless. Let me give you... I want to hear your notes. And I am going to, nipple or not, really try hard to help steer us away from this. Because it is getting boring. But I'll tell you, this is how I recently thought of it. Is that um, <clears throat> there's a, I found this photo... Um, uh, it's really interesting. It's a. It had been photo manipulated. It was a bunch of objects that had been, like either blurred together or bled together or somehow arranged so that when you're looking at the photo, it doesn't look like anything, but your brain can tell there are things there. You can. Is that a feather? Is that a dog's leg? What is that? Is that a flower? Or is that just the way the sun is reflecting on something? So you, your brain is struggling really hard to you know, turn this into a thing, but it can't. And this picture was described as being um, an example of what some people who've had a stroke deal with because their brains aren't working quite correctly. They can see or hear or whatever that there's something there, but they can't make it out what it is, right? <clears throat> and Okay, yeah. And this photo for, for me, and I think this is the whole point, it, it it's an, it's a bit anxiety inducing. You look at it, you're like, oh I just I can't it's uncomfortable, right? 
Um, it's the anxiety of trying to kind of make sense of something, yeah. but you can't, or being on the verge. Yeah. Maybe the same anxiety of like when you when you've got the you've got a word on the tip of your tongue, yes, or yes. like the name of an actor. You're looking at some actor on the screen. You're like, I, I know the name of that actor. Oh, yeah. I, I know the movie they're in. Oh yeah, which we do all the time. Yeah. But is it, that time of type of anxiety that you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like that. It, it is. And and it, what's added to that anxiety is recognizing that you should or could see something, but knowing that you're failing and being cognizant of your failing. And that that frustration that anxiety is how i think a lot of us feel about the situation we're in it not that we don't understand it but we don't understand how there are right thinking individuals like, like if you were to go to well here's a really dumb example if you were to um go up to a trump supporter and you were to say to this person the person you supported said in no uncertain terms that if we that if we allow more people to vote in an election that the Democrats will win. And therefore we must thwart that effort by not allowing mail-in ballots, right? If you say that to a Trump supporter, rather than them going, oh my God, you're right. That is incredibly undemocratic. That is anti-American. What that person will say is, um, well, at least he's telling it like it is. And the frustration you feel is like, Okay, I recognize that what you're saying is is a reason of 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 a, of a crazy person, but I can't understand how you can't hear yourself, and I just really the anxiety because I can't explain it to you any more plainly, and yet I feel like I must try, and that anxiety and it builds and builds. It really is talking to people about the situation we're in and failing to come to the exact same emotional place, whether you're for it or against it, whether you're happy about this or not, whether you're flourishing or, or not, no matter where you're coming from, the frustration that you can't get to the same place as the other person is palpable. And I think that's really why it comes up all the time is because we're all just desperately trying. We're like babies who are just babbling our heads off. It's like fuckers. Why don't you understand me? It's, Ugh, it's so well, goddamn I, honestly, obvious. I, I agree that that's frustrating that we can't all kind of – this is what we're looking at. Can't we all kind of get on the same page about this? But I, I submit to you – I think you'll probably agree. Some people actually don't want to be on the same page. Some people identify in opposition to other things. And, and so the fact that there is a disparity – the the fact that there's a there's a conflict is is something that 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 a lot of people are banking on. They want there to be another team to fight against. I, yes, they it, they wouldn't understand themselves. They wouldn't. Their identity would be shaken to its core if there weren't some opposition, right. oppositional force. I feel like, for the most part, as a civilization, we are required to have a reason for everything that we do. Even if our reason is to not have a reason. That is reason. Like, why did you just why did you just randomly punch me in the nipple? I did not have a reason, and that was my reason. <laughs> right? Even that, but we're living in a world now where people seem to be very much willing for you to not know what their reason is, even if they didn't have one. And that to me is just ideologically sociopathic. It's just the idea that, like I don't want you to know. I want you to not know. I need you to be in the dark, frustrated, confused, 
uh, I require that. And and I, I really do feel like we live in a world now where the frustration that you and I are feeling is at the behest of these sociopaths. Now, I've said this before, and I will let us move on, Joe. I've said this before. It's it's 99.9% of the time it's boomers who were born sociopathic. There's a book out there that's even called this, Generation of Sociopaths. Everyone should go read it because, I, look, I'm not saying I want anybody to die. I'm just saying that in about 30 years, the world's going to be a way fucking better place because of all the fuckers who are going to be dead by then. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm all not right. going to say we should yeah. kill them. I'm just saying when they're on life support, you know, don't don't worry about tripping over cords. Get people, it just happens. Sometimes you trip over cords. Well, it's 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 funny, and I I, I it seems a lot of this behavior is a lot like this kind of a- adolescent um, f- fuck you dad rebellion type of thing. Where just w- what you're saying, there's no real reasoning behind it. The reason becomes fuck you, and and ha ha that you don't understand it. It doesn't matter if you don't understand my reasoning. It's fuck you. The 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 thing is, oh well, D- Donald Trump. Well, he says it like it is. Well, yeah, he's saying it like it is. He's saying that. He's he's open about his his not giving a fuck about yeah. anything. Yes, he's he's openly inconsistent. He's he's honestly dishonest. Yes, exactly. And, and it's strange that people really anchor themselves to the honesty part. Right. It's like oh, so you feel that this is somehow virtuous or, or this is refreshing. For him to be honest about what a fucking psychopath he is. Yeah. You think that's refreshing. Right. Yeah. And and it's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> and I think that, that the COVID thing has really brought this to a head. Um, and I think that that's, for good or for bad, that's what contextualizes everything. It's not just that there is a, a virus that people get. It's that you have assholes out there who claim that they're being patriotic when they refuse to wear a mask, when in fact that is the exact opposite of patriotism, right? That they get to say that and you want to explain it to them, but you can't because you're having a stroke because of all this. you got fuckers out there who are like, you know, we should be allowed to flock to bars um and have drinks and then when we get sick we get to blame not the people who are at fault but the people who resisted us wanting to do this in the first place you're like but that's that's exactly backwards you yeah. know it's ah uh, it's just, and and for the for the record i understand that the dilemma that we're in is that we need to we need to somehow get people back to work that part of it makes sense like how how do we kind of responsibly take all of this into consideration and and try to get try to move back responsibly into a place where our economy isn't going to totally crash i i get that but to me people that are like well this is a don't tread on me thing where they're coming from is this like you're fucking with my freedom america it's like no, like the, the if people want things to start opening back up, it's not about like stop stepping on my freedoms. It's about how can we all work together to make sure that our civilization continues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, 
I would be more on board with a lot of these people where it's like, can we find every reasonable way to continue to operate, you know, yeah. and, and, and help our economy survive? Well, that's just that, the economy that doesn't stance, operate. That stance is great. Yes. But, but the, the you making me wear a mask is unpatriotic. That's fucking dumb. We, we're all trying to work together here to survive, fuckhead. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let's be clear. Okay. The economy is at a point now where the rich are getting less rich. We're not at a point where the poor are getting poorer. The middle class might be getting poorer, but they've got a cushion. So they're not suffering the way... They're not at the point where they're poor. Middle class is still where they're at. But the people who are losing vast amounts of money over this are the, are the rich. Now, I'm not an economist. I'm not even intelligent. But uh, I, I could be wrong about all this stuff. But putting on a mask or not, going to a bar to get drunk with your buddies or not, um, going into Costco more than two people at a time, these are measures that we're taking to protect people. And the person, the people taking the hit are the, are the wealthy. And that's another frustrating about this. When you see these fuck jobs ranting and raving about their freedoms, what it is is the freedom to continue to be slaves to the wealthy. You're still free, fucker. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that you, as an American, were born with the freedom of getting a fucking haircut whenever you wanted to. You couldn't do it before. Before COVID came along, you couldn't walk up to a, a, a hair salon at 2 in the morning, bang on the window and said... You're repressing my freedoms by not being right. open right now. You're inconvenienced is what it is, fucker. And you just need to sit the fuck down. You need to think about why what you want is more important than what other people want. And if it actually is, if you really do come to the conclusion that drinking a beer, buying 15 pounds of, of rice... What if you get at Costco and getting your haircut? If you think those things are more important than anything else, do something about it. Don't complain. Get your get your ass in there with a pair of scissors and cut your hair. Walk yeah. your ass down to the riverbank, grow some fucking barley, and make your goddamn beer. You know what well, I'm saying? I, I, I also you are still want to bring free to do that. The equation that it, it's not about let's make sure that everybody has the freedom to go into a bar or sit at a restaurant. To me, that's that's completely invalid. This has nothing to do with freedom at this point. The point that I'm trying that I would like to bring in is that I know that there are a lot of people out there that they have families to take care of and they have small businesses that aren't able to operate and they are being they're being financially devastated. So what I'd like to see is for people to to be able to make money to survive. But they're that, being financially devastated. That's true. And that's very unfortunate. And right there, bills are mounting. And um, it's more than unfortunate. It's, 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 de it's devastating. No, like okay. people's, people's lives are, are being destroyed. And I'm not talking about rich people. No, no, no. I, I, I get that. I do. But the mm -hmm. thing is, is that their lives are being destroyed because they're going into debt. And that is a debt that they owe to, somebody wealthier than them and that person who is wealthier than them is doing everything they can to get to maintain their wealth so if yeah yeah I, you're right 
You're if, right. If mm-hmm. if you know you've got a, a mom pop business, I don't know. Let's say it's a it's a restaurant. You got a restaurant, and you are mortgaged to the hilt because restaurants are hard to run. But you're making a, a life out of it, and you enjoy your life because you like being a restaurant owner and you like cooking food and serving people and you're a pillar of the community. Blah blah blah. And then this comes along, and now it's like you're not making that money, which means the banks are are saying you owe us and you now because you didn't pay us owe us more than you did because of penalties and shit right and um you you have all this stuff you suffer but the wealthy people have instruments that they can use to keep their wealth going uh in this and they have that cushion so as they're getting less wealthy as they're getting less wealthy they're still surviving because they're waiting for you to pay that debt you restaurant owner and when this all goes back to the way it was, which is would be a terrible thing, but whatever, and now your restaurant's open again, you owe more than you did before, and they eventually and go back to where they were. Why can't I, the super wealthy people be the ones who are devastated? Why is yeah, it that yeah, the restaurant owner... I totally owner, get your point. It should you, be... You're right. I didn't really... I really wasn't looking at that clearly until you brought it up. It like, the reason all the why all up. these people, the, the small business owners, are, are suffering, the fact is, if we all lived in a civilization where we're helping one another out, then the the rich people could actually do a little bit more to fucking help. A lot more to help. Right. It's 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 like you you owe the bank, uh, you have a mortgage on your restaurant, or, or not that, it's rent. Let's do it that way. You ran out of space. And you're like, hey, landlord, can't pay the rent because I don't have any customers because the state told me I can't be open. And the landlord says, well, I'm getting paid anyway. And then so you go to the state and you say, hey, state, you told me to close and now I can't pay my rent. And the state says, okay, uh, landlords, you're not allowed to kick them out, right? That's in, I don't know where you live, but in a lot of places where people live, that's the case. You can't, right. you can't evict people at this point. But they're also saying that doesn't mean that you can't pay back the money you owe them. You need to pay it back, right? Why does that have to be the case? Why can't it just take it up a level? It's like, okay, you, you don't have to pay your rent. And you, the person who rents out the space, whatever it is you need to pay for, you don't have to do that either, right? Ostensibly, if you rent out a place, then you probably uh, own the place, which means you owe the bank on it because you borrowed money to get it, right? So now you don't have to pay the bank. The bank's like, well, what are we going to do? Now we're not getting the money that we're supposed to get. And all of our shell hoarders are, are threatening to, you know, fire the CEO. It's like, then fire him. He should right. not, the CEO should not have directed the bank to lend money to people who were going to then lease the space to people who could not pay the rent when a virus showed up. It's like, well, how could they have known that? Fucker, how could anyone have known it? But y'all the ones with the money, y'all the ones making bank off of doing nothing except owning shit. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Hooray. The the onus of responsibility for surviving this should fall on those who can survive it, not the ones who can't. And the wealthy can survive it. So fuck them all. Sorry, that's just... Ugh. Well, and, and I'll say this too. Um, I feel like... Uh, well, now you know what. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on. Show. I'm on board with you. We could do, the the hour will be over if we continue this. It's already and half I wanted over. To, I wanted to talk about some fun stuff. Okay, let's let's transition so that's not too abrupt. Let's okay. Let's. Uh... Well, I, how about this? No, this will be abrupt. I I I've got some things to pitch to you. Can we okay. just fucking take need... a hard turn right into some <laughs> pitches? You know, Joe. You know me. If if. I'm still, 
you give me a green crayon and tell me to fill the page, and then you take my crayon away, I still all I can see is green. Just I need to. All right, man. Let's. I, I, I don't so, want this to be jarring for you. So so. Well, it's not that ahead. I can handle the jarring. It's just that I won't. I'll somehow bring it back. I will just be like, yeah, but I see your momentum cannot fully be yeah interrupted. So yeah, we've got yeah, some go Newton, Newton's principles going on here. I am an object in motion, but this meta talk is helping. I'll say this for what it's worth because of okay. all this stuff that's going on. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you knew this, but I think I told you I'm, I've been lately consulting at this, uh, at this uh, soap corporation. This is my job. I yeah. deal with soap a lot. And uh, they're doing all kinds for, of for our new listener. Yeah. Um, Jason is a car wash washer. Yeah, he he owns a car wash washing business, yeah. and, and and he's the only employee. Go ahead. And um, on the side, I've been consulting at this worldwide corporation, and that's been going pretty good actually. It's interesting work, but they told all seventy-two thousand of their employees yesterday, "Yeah, go home, or you're already at home. Don't work. You take a day for yourself. You have the day off." You will be paid. This does not count as vacation. Um, contractors, go ahead and bill for the eight hours. Totally for the eight hours, it's fine. Take the day for yourself. And I thought that was really noble of them because there is literally no profit in this for them. This is not some sort of accounting thing. This is just them being nice people. And so, for, so what I did to take the day off is I went for a long walk. I walked for five hours and... Um, it was uh, it was good. It was a good walk. There was one point. This is a Taco Bell thing, and here's the transition. Mm-hmm. I was walking in front of a Taco Bell. It was the same one I told you guys about, where I went right as all this started, and I could see the cashier taking off her gloves and then putting on. Yeah, a new and you pair. had ordered a triple loopa. Yeah, not a not a quadruple loopa, but a triple yeah. loopa. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought that was nice of them. So as I'm uh, trying to walk in front, this car is going to make a uh, a left turn. No, no, he's going to make a right turn, um, which means he's looking to the left, which means he doesn't see me because I'm coming from the right, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to step in front of this car because he doesn't see me, and he'll probably zoom out into traffic when he's ready, right? Um, <clears throat> he's going to zoom out, and I'll be there in front of his car, and I'll be squished. And no offense to you, when I die, I don't want it to be in front of a Taco Bell. Inside I mean, a Taco Bell is fine. I get it, dude, yeah. Inside is fine. I don't mind dying inside a Taco Bell. So I like the food. I might die inside of a taco. Bell, you might, I but I understand don't. not yeah. wanting to die in front. Not in front, outside of. Yeah, not 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 under the wheels of a green um, Datsun. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> was it really a Datsun? I think it was a Datsun. Yeah. <laughs> Do Datsuns still are they still on the road? I love that Datsun. <laughs> it was a Datsun. So they're out there. God damn it. They are. So because this guy's doing this, I um. <clears throat> I had to kind of walk through some bushes and things to get behind him so, so that he could go. And I don't know if he saw me or not, but because I've been walking for about four and a half hours at this point, I was in a really good mood and I wasn't pissed off with the guys. Like, dude, you just got your trilupa, your quad quadruple thing, and you want to get home and eat it. And you're not paying attention to pedestrians, but why would people be pedestrianing right now? I'm cool. It's cool, buddy. You'll be you. So I don't know if he saw me, but here's the thing. I went across, I, I, I went behind him. I go up to the next corner, which is really close. I make a left. Why do you need this kind of level of specificity? I don't know. I make a left and then I'm, I'm walking up and 
I get to a another driveway, and there's the fucker again. What had happened was what had happened was he had turned right, but because he wanted to go left, he couldn't go left because of the median. He had to turn right. So what he did was he went into another driveway, drove around the Taco Bell to the street I made a left on. He turned right on that street, and now he can use the, the street light to turn left the way he wants to go. Okay? He saw me this time, and he gave me a little wave, and I could not tell if his wave was, hey, it's you again. Sorry about the first time. Go ahead and cross. Or if his la- his, his wave was genuine, like, like, I didn't see you the first time, so this is the first time I'm seeing you. And of course, now that I see you, you have the right of way, pedestrian. I don't know. But my takeaway was this. I didn't know that there was a sneaky way of getting out of that Taco Bell into another driveway so you can make your eventual left. I learned something. Next time I go to that Taco Bell, instead of turning right and driving two miles down to the first U-turn so I can go back, now I know about this cheeky little shortcut. You have learned a more efficient way to exit that Taco Bell. And I learned it in a state of positivity. Now, if that dude had pissed me off, and I was like, fucker, why are you fucking not paying a fucking attention, goddamn chalupa-eating fucker? And I'd been mad. I still would have noticed him, you know, back up. But maybe I would have been distracted from the, you know, the revelation. Oh, there's a shortcut too. Like, you again, asshole. You didn't learn your lesson the first time. Get your goddamn hands out of that bag of tacos and pay attention. Yeah. It was all good and positive and happy. And so I don't know if he was maybe feeling uh, more friendly because he hadn't seen another human being for a while. When he finally did see me, he's like, oh, thank God. I don't know. But he smiled. (laughs) I smiled. And it was just, you know. Well, it's refreshing to hear a feel-good story. And as a Taco Bell manager, I like it when people learn better ways to navigate their Taco Bell experience. Yeah. I want the Taco Bell experience to be positive overall. I tell you, I know I've been ranting for a while, but let me just last thing. Feel-good stories, right? John Krasinski has been on YouTube with something called What's he calling it? The some good news. It's like does? his little news report. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's cute. It's like janky in a yeah. cute way, entertaining did, way. Yeah. Did you hear? It got picked up by Viacom. He sold it. Wow. They're gonna good turn it into a regular thing. The dude sold it. I don't know the details. I don't know much how he got paid. I do know that he won't be involved in it except as an executive producer, which just means he's gonna keep getting paid. And I don't know the guy well enough to tell you that he sold out or he didn't or what's good about this or not. But there's a little bit part of me that's a little bit irritated that a celebrity with lots of money was taking videos of normal schmucks, using them to make us feel good. That's fine. But now a major multinational conglomerate are going to take videos made by normal schmucks who aren't going to get paid a goddamn dime. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's a bummer. Maybe. Jason, or I, re- maybe I really hate to cut you off here, but you I have should to take an emergency you. shit. Like okay. the, there's no there's no way around this. I okay. have to run to the bathroom. Okay, you run to I the bathroom. I had a bunch of cups of coffee. I put on a nicotine patch, and I didn't realize that I would have to take a shit so badly. How fast do you think it'll be? Should I hit pause, or should I just rant and rave? Let's see how fast I can do it. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll cut this part out. Maybe I won't. Okay. But uh, here I go. Okay. I guess I can tell a story while he's gone about... Uh, with time, <clears throat> I'll be back. When I was, oh, I thought you left already. I was five 
once. A lot of people were five once in a life. Some people weren't, and that's sad. Um, in fact, I wouldn't. I think that if you're not five yet, you probably don't have the capability of counting to the number of people who never made it to five. Unless you're like one of those kid geniuses who just like, oh, I can count to a billion. I mean, if you figure out counting, you can count to anything. Then again, counting to a billion is really, really difficult because even if you did it super fast, it's going to take you a long ass time. And you have to eat and you have to drink and sleep. And I, I suppose if you're like five and you're convinced that you want to, you need to prove to the world that you can count up to the number of people who never made it to five, that the effort to do so would probably stunt your growth in some respect and you know, the irony would be that you wouldn't live to, say, 35. And the number of people who haven't lived to 35, much higher than the number of people who... All the people who didn't live to 5 also didn't live to 35, and so the number of people who didn't live to 35 is automatically bigger. Um, and I was 35 once, too, but this story is about the time I was, I was 5. So I was 5, and um, I used to have this little tiny... A piece of uh, driftwood that I found. Um, it wasn't drifting when I found it, uh, but ostensibly it had drifted at some point. But you really can't call it. I had it had drifted wood. You don't call it drifted wood. You call it driftwood. So I had this piece of driftwood, and it was shaped sort of like the Millennium Falcon, kind of, not really, but enough that you would, if someone said, like you wouldn't look at it and go, oh, Millennium Falcon. But if someone said, this is my Millennium Falcon. You go, oh yeah, I see that now. You, it would look like enough like that. Here's the thing, though. I was five. Star Wars not had not come out yet. It had almost come out. It was like on the verge of coming out. Like it was crowning. Like Fox, twenty um, first century Fox or twenty eighth century, whatever it was, the studio that put it out. They were in serious labor. They had to feed in the stirrups, and and Star Wars was crowning, but it hadn't come out How'd yet. How'd I do? Uh, I don't know. You have to tell me when you go back and listen to this. I was telling a story about... Okay, I can't remember what I was talking about, but... Anyway, <laughs> we have 20 minutes left to make this show actually worth listening to, so it's all on you. Go. <clears throat> okay, well, while I was shitting as fast as I could, yeah, it reminded me uh, about this pitch that I wanted to give you called... It's for a movie called Braveheart. Okay, Braveheart. All right, I like the title. Actually, the the title is Bray, comma Fart. Oh, Bray it's fart. the story of William Wallace, mm-hmm. who is this donkey, who is constantly f- farting and braying. Yeah, all the time. It's called Braveheart. Would um, Bray fart like? A bray, if a donkey brays, hee haw, yeah, right. Yeah, does the braid describe the, the, the sound or the act? Like a person could bray, like if I was acting like a donkey, donkey, I could be like. I want more noodles. I go, noodles! And someone said, don't bray noodles at me, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the title is just about what William Wallace does. He That's brays, what I'm does, he farts. Does he bray, fart? fart. <laughs> so it's bray, comma, fart, not... 
Yeah. Not braying a fart. Like, I, this donkey farts so loud that it's like a bray. Like, he, he goes, you know, well, out his ass. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, perhaps his farts are brayed out of his butthole. Yeah. But what what made me think of that when I came up with Bray Fart, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you can, how long do you think the movie could be? Two hours? Three hours? Three, yeah, easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I what made me think of that is I actually accidentally, for the first time in years, did a real hot dog. What's Remember up? what a hot dog is? I don't. Well, it's hot dogs are made of lips and assholes. Yeah. Right? That's the that's the myth. Lips and assholes. So yeah. When my father my father, when I was young, uh, looked at me, put his hand on my shoulder, farted and burped at the same time. Oh, okay. It's like this frightening noise. And I did, I, I did that. <laughs> and, it, and it's called a hot dog. It's made of lips and assholes. Right. Yeah. So I hot dogged on accident the other day. Luckily, nobody was around. I was kind of, I kind of wished that somebody was around, at least mm-hmm. my wife. So I could be like, you hear that? It's a real hot dog, mm-hmm. hot dog. And it made me think. Braveheart. Yeah. If a if a if a donkey did a hot dog. It would be a bray and a fart at yeah. the same time. So this is how my mind works. And uh, there you go. That takes like care that. of that note. I do believe that there's a character in Hamlet called mm-hmm. Fart Bray. Pretty sure. I mean, it's spelled F-O-R-T-I-N-B-R-A-S. But I think it's pronounced okay. Fart Bray. Should I look that I should look that up. I'm sorry. I'm going to do some clicking. But he's not. Uh, he's not a jackass that is constantly well, he's farting. A, and he's a key. He's, he's a key. He-hawing. <laughs> He's a king. Um, okay. Oh, you know what? He was killed before the play even started. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. So I don't. Maybe that's why they killed him because he was just always like. Well, check it out. I have. A, I have another thing now. I think that our count. We've had a lot of ads from Larco and other companies mm-hmm. about medication or products that help with uh, erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. and so i wanted to to pitch maybe larco can develop this or something but mm-hmm. i think that it would be good to have psychiatric medication that also help with erectile dysfunction okay so you get kind of bigger bang for your buck you get you get the psychiatric benefit yeah. and then you get a huge boner right so are you like so like- i thought up so like like what would be sort of an antipsychotic boner maker, something. That's kind of, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or an antidepressant. Okay. Boner inducer. Okay. Um, so the one, I, I thought you could help me with this, and maybe as we can come up with a line of these products, and sure. Larco can develop these. But the only one I came up with was Swellbutrin. <laughs> okay. I like that. That's, That's pretty good. good. Swellbutrin. Yeah. yeah, and and I know that. You know, Larco, they can develop anything. It, they can they can take combinations of random words and then generate. That's how that's their brand new products out of them. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. They can make anything. So I know that they'll take our suggestions. So if if you, I wanted to plant that seed in your brain too. Uh-huh. And we're talking about 
Swellbutrin. Uh, psychiatric meds mm-hmm. that that also create boners. What so, about Swellbutrin see. is the first one. Okay. I don't know. What are some other That's psychiatric it. meds? Um, well, you know, there's like Risperidol and there's there's Ritalin, Stratera for for like ADHD. Okay. There's uh, you know maybe we could do this like okay so one of the ones I take Wellbutrin, so I would benefit from Swellbutrin. I also take something mm-hmm. called Pristique, which makes me think of Prick, the Prick Steak, mm. right? Mm, not bad. So not bad. you know maybe yeah. that Prick Steak. Um, let's see, you mentioned um. Adderall. I'm trying to think. What were they? Harden, Hardenol? No. Uh, Add a boner? That's no. That's ever. Uh, well, anyway, just, just chew on it for okay. a while, and, uh, and and we can we can bring these up, or maybe maybe Larco will develop these, and then we'll have actual ads for them. But I, my my job, I think, today was just to plant that seed okay. in your head. I think Swellbutrin is a good place to start. It is, yeah. What's um, what's the one that's a salt basically? It's just a, a form of salt, and it's for your brain. The I think there's a lithium. Alanine. Lithium, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a Nirvana song too, right? Lithium. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how could you, lith- yeah, lith- like real time here as we're recording to tape, not not broadcasting across <laughs> the airwaves, but recording to tape. Yeah. I thought that was funny. We can't stay away from these archaic terms when actually we're just recording a podcast digitally right onto a hard drive and then. And then putting it on the internet. Yeah. Anyway, as as we're uh, recording to tape, reel to reel here, I, I I don't know if we're going to be able to come up with just improvise new products here. I, I I got nothing else. Swell Butrin's the only thing that seems to work. But I think if given some time, we can we can come up with these products. I really like how you're trying to not do this with me in real time. I like how yeah you're, I am. I, you're, I because I feel like if we stumble over too many attempts and they don't work, it's just going to be we could do the man. You and I we could sit here and have failed dick psychiatric dick growth products for a half hour if we're not careful well that's why only for only for like 14 minutes because that's all the tape we got left that's all that's left fair enough yeah dick dick do you want to give it one more try dick me yum no it's like lithium dick me yum no it's just like the thing about erectile dysfunction is i feel like there's erectile dysfunction from the terms in the standpoint of like you can't get an erection that would be dysfunctional it's like you know I want to. Oh, I got it. So there's Prozac. Yeah. Grozac. There you go. See, you did it. I knew you had it in you. All right. Grozac. But I don't. Isn't there? Wouldn't there be an erectile dysfunction in as much as like you got a boner you don't want to have? And oh, here's another one. There's Zoloft. Yeah. No soft. (laughs) See, you're just. I did. I want to do this. You didn't. And now I'm agreeing to not do it. And now you're doing it. You bought me enough time. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. Do you know how many how many times that happened to me with a, a lady that I was you know wanting to have a physical interaction with? Where it's like I would like to have a physical interaction with you, and she would say, and she would say that's not something I would like to do, and I'd say I'm not going to put an unreasonable amount of pressure on you, but I'm going to insist on my case to some extent so that you understand that I am in earnest. And she continues to <laughs> to resist. And then I say, I understand that this is your position now. I respect it. And having done my due diligence as a person with an erection, I'm going to back off. And she's like, wait, now that you're backing off, let me see it. That What you and I just had in terms of this subject, <laughs> that is pretty much every time I've ever had uh, sexual intercourse. Again, this is not undue pressure. This is a normal amount of pressure. I don't think there's anything unreasonable about saying, I want to have sex. The person says no. And you say, oh, please. That's fine. Right, that, I think that's okay. 
you don't have to necessarily when they the first no say all right i'm gonna go get a sandwich you're allowed to say um well let's consider this what you can't do is to continue to push your agenda past the point of respectfulness right, right. so i don't want people to get the idea that i'm like one of those like come on let's do it type of people I'm just well, telling also, you that. I, I appreciate that you just wanted to, you know, spend a little time. Just, yeah, consider it. Let's yeah. see what we can come up with. Uh, bat it around a little bit. Just bat around the idea just for a minute. But, but, yeah. but I, 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 I was worried that perhaps it would, it would go too far. Well, okay, so, and I backed off, and I guess that gave you, I don't know, enough of a comfort zone that you were willing to go ahead and let me flop it out. Let's just flop it out. Let's just take a look. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? It's not so bad. And I, I'm still in the mode of like, no, we don't have to. It's fine. I'm going to go I'm gonna go get that sandwich. And, and then the person I'm with is like, no, that's you've convinced me enough. You you showed me enough respect to make the decision on my own without it being a matter of me merely caving into your impulse. And I'm like, it wasn't an impulse. This is something I've been thinking about for like a week. I, I, my, <laughs> my approach, you know, what I wore, how I dressed, the amount of time I spent in the shower the practicing um so yeah no soft but but my point was joe what would you call a product that gives you know psychiatric benefit and then also removes the erection i mean no mm. soft and then maybe so soft would be the come so down soft. you know mm-hmm. swell butrin and then but we don't have to think about this now I just yeah, I, I, I got I got nothing, but I, I think that's good. We could have anti boner psychiatric yeah. pills as well. When you anyway, are, th- you know who's going to end up making money off of this? Who? Larco. Probably. They make mm-hmm. money off of everything they do. When you were, was there a point in your life where, as a lad, you had boners you did not want to have? Just go away, go away. Why are you here? Isn't that a normal male adolescent thing? I think just it is. unwanted boners. Yeah. And the it, thing it is, certainly happened to me. I mean, yeah. The, and you want to, as a father, because you're going to be the father of a person who gets boners, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. I am too. Um, I am a father of somebody who get. I've seen them, and they're just weird. They're awkward. It's like you know, you don't want to. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You don't want to make the kid feel weird about it, but at the yeah. same time, you don't want them just walking around with a little tent in their shorts as they. You but know, that that would be a really good kind of. PRN, you know, as needed medication for an adolescent, they that they would really benefit from that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think every adolescent boy would just sometimes wishes that that boner wasn't there. Right. They're trying to walk around in public. Good God. Right. So I've got I've got a name for that medication. There's no okay. other psychiatric benefit. It's okay. just an anti-boner pill. Okay. okay. And what's this called? is what it'll be called. Okay. <laughs> That's a good name. I don't know how it. to spell that. It's well, it starts with a B L. But yeah, I, that'll be the name of the pill. We have to figure out how to spell it because that's going to be the name of today's show. Because if there's any <laughs> show that would take the boner away from you, it's this show. So this is what I'm getting at. It's like you don't want to. If we lived in a world where a kid could walk around with a full-on boner, and everyone's like, "That's just normal. Let's not even think about it." Right? It happens. Let's not put any. Good or bad on it. If we could live in that world, would we want to? And there's a part of me that's like, well, because no, <laughs> no, I, I, I say no. I think there's an appropriate amount of of reluctance to show off the mini peen. I think that's a good thing to have, but I don't want people to have to go through the 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 
emotion scarring experience of popping one in the middle of say a presentation at, like, right school. it's unfortunate that there has to be shame around that but yeah uh, there's just I think it just should be – we should find a way to uh, appropriately address it and maybe yeah. – we'll if we can develop that. Yeah. But how and, did you handle it? This is – and every teenage boy probably has some method and I think I think there's a very common method. I'm going to go ahead and confess how I dealt with my unwanted boners. Uh, but first, t- tell me how did you deal with your unwanted boners? Why am I saying this as if it's a it's a past problem? How do you now and how did you then? deal well, with your unwanted boners because well, I, I know you still get them i don't i don't get them anymore every boner is is a, is a gift and i cherish oh, it okay. and if it happens oh. to if it happens to be an inconvenient boner then i just find a way to inconvenience uh the rest of the world rather than myself and that could be you know like got like boner pops up and i'm like excuse me um priest and i run off to the bathroom and take care of business uh, I didn't really have a okay. So the only thing that I could think to do back then when I had it was I would try to remember. God, this is terrible. I would try to imagine barbed wire wrapped tightly around <laughs> my fella. So hardcore. <laughs> yeah, that's way better than mine. That is just in terms of podcasting. <laughs> just... <laughs> in terms of podcasting. Well, that story. Oh, good God! Like. You you have a boner that you don't want, and you just you close your eyes and you try to imagine barbed wire wrapped tightly around your boner. Yeah. Oh shit. The idea being that it's such a, a painful thing, and it's very uncomfortable. The, it wasn't that I I was trying to make myself feel pain. I don't think you can do that with your imagination. It was the matter of seeing something so disturbing as like, oh, that is not. Like if I saw, well, a photo yeah, of that. and and that's I think that's a yeah. common thing. It just in general is that a teenage boy might try to think of something that kills the boner. So yeah. it's a it's a matter of trying to imagine something. And I got to right. hand it to you, yours is gnarly and maybe more effective than the most common ones, which I think is like grandma taking a shit, grandma taking a shit, or like. <laughs> No, I got to think of it, but the baseball cliche, yeah, I don't know yeah. if anybody ever uses that, but like, you know, you know dead puppies, dead puppies. Right. I, I don't know. Right. But well, see, I actually had a physical intervention that okay. kind of worked. Yeah, let's hear it. That is, I realized that I could not try to push the boner down, you right. know, like trap it between my, my thigh and, and the jeans, like, you know, just push it down and then maybe yeah. it'll go away. That never works. But I was able to strap it into my waistband so the boner will remain, but it's not really apparent. Right. Especially if you're kind of wearing baggy clothes. You can, like, trap it in your belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So that's what I did. I feel like a lot of of kids do that. I think I don't know. I don't have any evidence of that. I just feel like it's it's available, and I'm sure that resourceful teens across the globe are utilizing that. The, The... Barbed wire wrapped around my cock. Barbed wire wrapped around my cock. Maybe that I feel like that's super creative on your part. Did it ever work? Oh yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked. And I tell you, I knew about the whole like a, a picture your grandma or a picture mm-hmm. baseball. And so I have some. Why thoughts is on baseball that. so unattractive? Well, I okay. So the reason why I did never went down those routes myself was because I didn't mm-hmm. want. This is how dick centric I was. I didn't want those things to become fetishistic for me. What I didn't want to do is associate. <laughs> That's actually kind of wise. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be like, um, you know, uh, 
see a grandma and then instantly get a bone. I'm like, no, it backfired. It's supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you don't want to get to the situation where you're walking down the street, you see a puppy get killed, and you come in your pants. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> and the whole baseball thing, I think the way I heard it was that what you what guys would do while they're having sex, but they don't want to they don't ejaculate too soon, is they try to distract their mind by thinking about something else, like baseball, for example, right? think about baseball and that's supposed to somehow be a non-sexual thing i don't think though that's what it was i think people spread that around like 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 it was a thing but the truth of the matter was it was the opposite that they were thinking about baseball because that's what got them hard and let them keep going they were starting to flop around in there and they're like okay think of baseball they got hard again and then the benefit of that was next time around the baseball game it gave them a boner i think they liked that i that's my view i don't think it was i think they're being disingenuous with yeah. the baseball well let's thing. face it there's a, there's there's a bunch of balls there's people grasping phallic objects swinging them around yeah there's yeah. there's sexual imagery just kind of sprinkled across yeah. that environment. And, and I, I think see. your idea of, of like, will, will's our idea, but your idea, PRN, isn't that Italian or Latin for like, take it as needed or something? Um, yeah, that's as needed. Yeah. Um, medical parlance. Medical. Yeah. So PRN. So a kid could be walking around. He's like, Oh, uh, I saw somebody's ankle. I'm, a boner's coming. And so he takes the like anti boner, uh, what'd you call it? So soft. <laughs> so he takes a right, and he's like, "Okay, mission accomplished." Now, would he embarrassed be embarrassed if someone saw that he had these pills in his hand? Like, you know, he opens up his locker because he needs to get a book, and someone's like, "Oh, you got the blur pills? What's the matter? You always popping boners?" See, at that point, I think it's okay for him to be proud. See, I don't want kids walking around with raging hard ons going, "Check it out! I can do whatever I want. You have to look at my dick." No, we should not have to look at your dick, even if it's beneath, you know, your pants. But I think it's okay to be proud of having the pills, and I think that's that's what I well, like about your Well, let's say that that would be embarrassing. I've got I've got something. I've got kind of a I've got the antidote to that. So okay. you, you do people still eat Tic Tacs? Yeah, right. I think so. Well, you could put it. You could put it. You could have it where it's it looks like a container of Tic Tacs, and the pills look like Tic Tacs too, and even the 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 logo looks like Tic Tacs, except it's it's called Dick Lax. <laughs> See, you're really good at this. You're you're into it now. I yeah. I like that that name, but if I was 15 years old and I had those pills, I would not be afraid for people to know. I would say, yeah, I'm totally fine with people seeing me take um, Dick Lax because you know what, y'all need to know that my boner is ready to go at the drop of a petticoat. Just you know, I don't want you to have to see it, and I'm so, I'm sorry that you had to see it, and that's why I'm taking these pills. Wrong button. <laughs> I hit intro instead of outro. It was I so well executed. I loved that. And so that would be fine with me. Like I would even like my kid when he's old enough. He's like, Dad, I I pop boners constantly. What can I do? It's like, okay, I, I'm gonna get you some barbed wire. I want you to think about it. But here's the thing. Uh, young, uh, young Christ. What's my kid's name? I can't remember. <laughs> if somebody asks you oh, why, uh, why sweet you... baby Jason Christ. That's right. Remember, I had to remind you of your own child's name. That's sad. Go That's ahead. just the way it works. You, you will have the same experience, my friend. Um, <laughs> but people will say, "Hey, uh, sweet baby." 
Jason Christ, why are you carrying around this barbed wire? I would tell them, tell him, tell them that, tell them the truth. Tell them you carry it around to help you remember having it wrapped around your dick if you pop an unwanted boner. And he'll be like, but dad, then they'll know that I pop boners. And I say, son, that's a good thing. People should know that you're capable of getting it up, getting up strong and surviving barbed wire around it. Now, I don't want you to take pleasure from the barbed wire. I mean, you can, that's fine. Whatever you're into, I don't care. I mean, I care, but I don't, I'm not going to judge you. Okay, I'll judge you, but I'm not going to tell you what my judgment is. Shut up. Listen. It's okay, people, for know that you get boners. It's just not okay for them to have to see it. That, and that's really what this comes down to, is really? we want to avoid people having to see boners. Right. No one should be forced to see a boner. Right. No one should be forced to see a boner. That's the name of today's show, since I can't spell bleep. Today's show is... Try and spell it at least in the blemish, in the blurb of the blemish. I will. I will. I do think that, in some ways, we force people to see the boner I get about how frustrated I am about the whole situation we're in for the first 45 minutes of the show. So it's appropriate. You have a boner of frustration for... <laughs> the- <laughs> That's the name of the show. Boner of frustration. Should well, I- and you know, have I ever told you about the wangst? It sounds familiar, but remind me. Or the spangst, isn't it? Tell me, re- Ryan, that's remind just, me. That's just, that's a really angry jacking off. Oh. Really angry masturbation. Okay. In the in the most disturbing situation, that's where, where you're actually staring in the mirror while you're jacking off, and you're screaming, "I hate you!" In the mirror <laughs> to yourself. It's called the wangst. And then, of course, when you come, you smash your head through the, the mirror. See, that's I would be so terrified that if I did that, it would be the best. You know, ejaculation. It would be the most fantastic fucking stupendous orgasm that you've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And then go all the way into your self-loathing until you come. I think in some respects there could be a whole branch of psychology that studies men who fear excellent orgasms. Right. Study what anxiety? Yeah. That like we're we're afraid of having Right, you, 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 you've jerked it to porn before. You've had the situation where you're like, "I'm almost there," and then all of a sudden the wrong image pops up. You're like, "I can't do it now. I don't want to associate coming with this dude's mustache." You know, you just you're scared, and it shouldn't matter, right? Exploding when a, a dude, you know, dude's face is happening on screen for a split second does not make you anything than what you were. But I don't know. Maybe it's you have to agree. If there's enough momentum. Uh, images won't just automatically take you out. I, I, right. But you but, can't just have a picture of a mustache suddenly just... Right. If you're just, if you're almost ready to come, like a dude, the picture of a dude's mustache isn't going to stop that process. Right. And, and that's the fear. It's like, well, you don't want it to. You don't, right? Like, well, I don't want to right now. I, I want to be looking at a vulva, not a, you know... Right, it's it maybe it, it degrades the quality of the experience. I think it doesn't degrade necessarily the quality experience. It degrades the the memory and therefore the next anticipation because then you're like, oh shit, what if I what if it happens again? What if I get into mustaches? Which is not going to happen. But here's the thing: is like you would think that the best-selling porn would be the one where they're showing people having sex and there are baseball scores 
on the screen at the same time to help you delay it. Even though my theory is it would make it happen faster. Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted. I gotta figure out something to screen. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Five stars or shags will fuck your mom. Angry boners! <laughs> 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 <laughs>